Welcome to this week's podcast. We hope you enjoy the message. For more info about Freedom Church, visit hellofreedomchurch.com. It is wonderful to see all of you here today. I'd like to welcome everybody that is watching online. I know there's probably a lot of you, all of you in Crookston. I know that we canceled the Crookston service uh, today, so they're all watching. So hello to everybody there. We love you. Uh, Everybody, again, wherever you are, I know Pastor Jared already mentioned this, but if you're watching from some sunny state, welcome. Okay. (laughs) And uh, yeah, we're in the middle of a little bit of a a snowstorm, so that's why we live here, right? Because how many like snow? How many woke up like, this is kind of fun? Yeah, yeah. All you guys obviously have four-wheel drives too, right? <laughs> yeah, I know that's what got me here today. So, uh, you know, I was just thinking about it. Mary and I, uh, we really enjoy the seasons in the upper Midwest. Uh, I love spring. Spring is really a fun time, isn't it? Spring is a time where like green grass comes and the leaves push themselves to the end of the, of the branches and things begin to come alive. And spring is really a lot of fun. There's a lot of anticipation in spring. And summer in North Dakota, I mean, does it get better than that? Uh, or Minnesota, where the upper Midwest. That's why we live here, right? And then fall comes and with the changing colors, anybody would say fall is your favorite time of the year? Lots of hands. Yeah, it's beautiful, the changing of leaves and it's such a wonderful time. And then winter and, and winter, I mean, like, like, like there's no mosquitoes. Isn't that awesome? There's no mosquitoes right now. And it's just so wonderful. You can walk outside without having to worry about that. Uh, but, but in all of that, uh, I, love, I love those changing of seasons. And I found if you don't really care for a season too much, hang on because it won't take too long and things will change. And as I was thinking about that, I thought that's a little bit like life. We all go through different seasons. And I know according to our age, we go through different seasons. Some of you are in this season of college and you're going to school. Others are, you know, a young married couple without kids. Others are maybe in this season where the kids are very young and before, you know, they're going off to school or homeschool or whatever it is. And then maybe there's a season as being a college student or, a, I mean, there could be all these different seasons. And yet within those age-grouped seasons, there are seasons, and so I was just thinking about the seasons that, that at times we go through. And I don't know where you're at today, but maybe you're going through a season of doubt today. Maybe there's just some uncertainty in your life. You're like, man, I don't know, I'm just going through this time. It just feels kind of like just kind of struggling with my faith or I'm struggling with belief. I'm really struggling, so I'm going through this season of doubt. Maybe you're going through a season of loneliness or or isolation and just really feeling isolated or feeling alone. Maybe you're going through a season of, 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 I don't know, whatever. I don't know, it could be so many different things, uh, whatever it may be. But regardless of what that is, I believe that we're all entering a new season. This is the Christmas season, Right? And I, I love this season that we're entering into. But I, I believe today that what God is wanting to do, that simultaneously as we enter into this Christmas season, that we enter into a season of hope. 
As I think about it, I mean, that's what the Christmas story is all about. It's, it's all about hope. And so what we're going to be doing for these next four weeks today and then the three following is really talking about this series of sermons that, that, that you see entitled, When Hope Was Born. And to do this, we're going to look to Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, different names that, that the, Isaiah the prophet prophesied in relation to the coming Messiah, the coming of Jesus. And then we're going to look at how does, how does the, the Christmas story speak to that and and then really take it, how can we apply that to our lives? So Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 says this, for a child will be born to us. So this was Isaiah. This was hundreds of years, hundreds of years before Jesus was born. And so God gave him this vision. God gave him this prophetic word. And he says, for a child will be born to us, although it had not happened yet. Again, it was still years and years in advance till this would have happened. A son will be given to us, and the government... Of, of will will rest on his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. His name will be called Wonderful Counselor. As I've been studying on this, there are two, there are two schools of thought, and maybe, maybe it doesn't matter a lot to us today, but, but just so that you know, uh, some believe that, that his name will be called Wonderful, comma, Counselor, comma, two nouns. Others, others that have written, you know, books of commentaries and have the letters that are much longer after their name than what mine is would say, no, actually, it's, it's one phrase. It's his name is Wonderful Counselor. That wonderful is an adjective describing his counseling. Uh, and as I've studied it, I'm, I tend to be more of the school that I think, and for, for what many people say, I believe it's two nouns. His name is Wonderful, comma, Counselor, comma, and he moves on to talk about that. And even if we would think, regardless of what you think, he is a wonderful, he is wonderful, he's a counselor, he's also a wonderful counselor. So it, it really, it, it probably doesn't matter a lot. The word wonderful, when it says his name will be called wonderful, in Hebrew, the word or the name wonderful, capital, capital W, wonderful means healing. His name will be called healing. Speaking of this supernatural realm, this realm that, that we don't really understand a lot about. So when Isaiah, as Isaiah peers through the years, he says, oh, his name is healing. His movement and activities as it relates to people will be that of a supernatural design, a supernatural way. His life and ministry will be characterized by miracles, his name is Miracle. His name is Wonderful. His interaction with humanity will be characterized by supernatural occurrences. The coming Messiah will usher in the supernatural to bear upon the lives of his children. Rather than settling for the normal laws of cause and effect... Here's the cause. Okay, this is what you can expect. Rather than relying upon the normal laws of cause and effect, Jesus will fill his followers' hearts with the anticipation that the supernatural hand of the Almighty God, a God, will intervene on their behalf. Amen? This will leave people with a sense of awe and wonder. Wow, how did that ever happen? I mean, I thought I was so doomed. I thought I was so lost. I didn't have the answer. I didn't have the finances. I didn't have the direction. I didn't know what I was going to do. And then insert wonderful, insert the God of the miraculous, and all of a sudden it changes everything. 
His name will be called Wonderful. He is the God of wonder. This morning, I think of Mary, the mother of Jesus, and the the angel's announcements to her. Luke chapter 1, verse 26, it says, Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city in Galilee that was called Nazareth, to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph, of the descendants of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And coming in, verse 28, coming in, the angel, he, the angel said to her, greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was very perplexed at this statement and kept pondering, what kind of salutation was this? And the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. We're going to take a moment to stop at at, at this point. I think it's really an important place to stop and to like, what's happening? Here's this angel. Here's Mary. And this angel appears to Mary and says, greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. As it says, she pondered, she was perplexed, like, like, what kind of greeting is this? Like, how is this happening to me? Because Mary is like a lot of us. Mary wasn't one that was wealthy. She wasn't one that was famous. She hadn't just won the Miss Bethlehem pageant. I mean, nobody really knew about Mary. She was very common. She was very ordinary. She was... Like she was just a very humble means, and all of a sudden, this young, very humble, very, you know, kind of just ordinary person going through life, and an angel appears and says, hail, favored one, the Lord is with you. And she's like, whoa, what kind of greeting is this? She's perplexed at what's happening. This is completely unexpected. Where does this come from? (laughs) And I think it's important to note that, that that's really what God says to all of us. Greetings, hail, favored one, the Lord is with you. We say, I mean, when he speaks that to us, it's, it's, it perhaps most likely will not be the words of an angel like it was to Mary, but it is, it is exactly what God's word says to us. When he says to us, I love you, and I know all about you, and I have incredible plans for your life, you can trust me, and I want to engage you in this supernatural realm to see things accomplished in your life that would never be accomplished if it were just up to your ordinary, common, just means of life and living. I am with you. Luke one thirty one. The angel says, and behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call, shall name him Jesus. He will be great. He will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. And Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I'm a virgin? The angel says, you know, you're going to have a baby, Mary. And she says, how can this be? Because I'm a virgin, I've never been with a man. How can this be? 
Verse 35, and the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit, here's how this is going to happen. The Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. And for that reason, the Holy Child will be called the Son of God. And behold, even your relative Elizabeth has also conceived a son in her old age. And she who was called barren is now in her sixth month, verse 37, because nothing will be impossible with God. I love this Christmas story. I love this story. Because nothing will be impossible with God. Nothing will be impossible. Isaiah prophesies his name will be called Wonderful. His name will be called Healing. He will be one that moves not in a, a normal physical realm of operation, but he will be moving in the realm of the supernatural, and he'll take the realm of the supernatural, and it will just intersect with the lives of very common, ordinary people, enabling them to do things that they would never be able to do on their own. That's how this is going to happen, Mary. How does, how does a virgin have a baby? It's not possible except for the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the Most High will overshadow you, and you will become with child, and you will bear the Son, the Savior of the world. That's how it's going to happen, because the supernatural engages with the natural. It enables you to bear a child that you would never be able to do in any other way. As I thought about that, I thought, well, that that was the Christmas, this is the Christmas story, this is the beginning, this is the beginning, this is just the beginning of the life of Christ. He's not even born yet, and we see the supernatural phenomena surrounding this virgin birth. But then I begin to think about his life here as he ministered. The God of miracles, the God of the supernatural, nothing is impossible, nothing. And I didn't go through every instance, but as I was just doing a little bit of research, Jesus, as he walked on this earth, there's something like, Again, I didn't count them all, 37 to 40, somewhere in there, maybe some overlap, but the miracles that Jesus performed, recorded miracles in the Gospels, between 37 to 40 miracles that Jesus, from, from walking on water, from raising dead people to life, from, from healing withered hands, from make, taking bread and multiplying bread to, feel, to feed like, like mil, uh, thousands of people. When Jesus was born, not only was the Son of God born, but because his name is wonderful, I just think that was the day that hope was born. That was the day. And I think it's so easy for us to fall into the the rut or a rut or to get accustomed to life from a very natural human perspective. We view situations through the lens of our ability and our resources, and somehow we can as even believers, we can somehow remove God from the picture. And yet we forget that following Jesus and all of Christianity at its very source, at its very core, is something that rises above the realm of the natural and into the realm of the supernatural. Christianity was born in the supernatural because his name is wonderful. I was reading... Uh, I have a number of books, and I, I, I especially like uh, commentaries and Christian you know, books written by 
individuals telling their thought and their commentary on Scripture. And I have one that from a guy named A.B. Simpson. And A.B. Simpson was the man that began the Christian Missionary Alliance Church, if you're familiar with that. He, he lived in the late 1800s and died somewhere about the 1919. I think that was something what I saw when he died. So this, the book that he wrote was a commentary on Isaiah. And as I was reading and studying this last week on Isaiah, I thought it was so striking what he shared. He shared this, again, the beginning of a whole denomination, Christian Missionary Alliance, which is a wonderful, wonderful denomination and fellowship. But he said what's interesting in these years that we're living, again, probably somewhere around the turn of the century, the 1900s, early 1900s, he said somewhat what I've seen that is that, that it, it's, it's within the heart of people to remove everything from, like, human thought of the supernatural, and so if, we, if there's this attack, if we can get people to believe, he talks about in, in the whole evolution of humanity, that there's nothing miraculous about creation. It all was just this evolution where people, you know, all of a sudden climbed out of some primordial whatever after years and years of this whole thing. Because there's no, there's no he says, that, that has been this attack of the enemy. And I was even thinking about even today, there's the, the whole whole sector of evangelicalism that's a cessationalist that believe that the gifts stopped with the apostles. In other words, there's no supernatural. There's no gifts. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 8 says that, that when he ascended on high, what he did, he gave gifts to men. Here's gifts of healing. Here's gifts of faith. Here's gifts of miracles because he's a God of the supernatural. When you come in contact with him, he's a God of wonder. Like, wow, how does this happen? How do you do this? And I think that many of us are in this place like Mary was when the angel says, this is what's going to happen. And Mary says, how is this going to happen? How, is it, how can this be? It's impossible. It's impossible. I cannot, I'm not going to get pregnant without being with a man. This is impossible. How can this be? And I don't know where you're at today, but you may be looking at a situation like, how can this be? The situation that I'm facing today is so dire, it's so difficult, it's so dark. How can this be? It's just like, I don't know the answer. I don't know who's going to resource the needs that I have. I don't know how this is going to happen. How can this be? It's not going to happen. And I just want you to know that when Isaiah looked into the future, when he said his name is going to become healing, his name is going to become supernatural provision, his name is going to become supernatural direction, that's who he is. He's the God of the supernatural. That's who he is. That's what he does. How will this be? This is how it will be. It's not by might, Zechariah 4, 6. It won't be because of power. It won't be because of your intellect. It won't be because of your divine, like, or your, excuse me, just like your drive and your persistence and your work ethic. Those are all wonderful, but the reason, this, uh, if those things could solve a lot of the, the ills of, of, of my life or our, our, our life or humanity, we would do that, right? But there's something much greater. He says, that's not what's going to happen. It's not by might or power. It's only going to be through the Holy Spirit, how will this be, Mary says? This is how it's going to be, the angel says, because the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the mighty God will overshadow you. That's how this is going to be. That's how this is going to happen. And I believe that, that this whole thought of his name is wonderful, that what we need to do today is like lift up our eyes, allow hope to explode in our hearts and say, God, I can only do so much. 
But God, you are the God of the supernatural. You are wonderful, capital W. You are healing. You are, Lord, incredible, Lord. And so God, I can't do it, but Lord, would your Holy Spirit come enabling me to do what I cannot do in my own power. That's the power, that's the hope of Christmas. He can do what we cannot do. I think of, I think of, you know, my own life. I was thinking about this, like, how does this translate in my life? And I thought, man, I can see it as a, I mean, if you would have known me as a junior high or high school and then said, one day he'll be a pastor standing in front of people speaking, you're like, what? How can this be? How could this be? That ain't happening. That ain't happening. But there's something about yieldedness to the Holy Spirit that enables us to do beyond what we could have done. Remember coming to Grand Forks about 14 years ago, coming up on just about 14 years ago and like looking for a building for a church because Mary and I and two of our three sons who are still at home, we, we moved here and how do we find a building? I don't know, I don't know. Knocking on doors, knocking on doors, not knowing, really feeling drawn to the downtown area, really feeling drawn to, to university. Those early years of, of, of church planting for, for, for me were spent mostly on the streets walking and praying over the streets and just praying and I was so drawn to downtown and would walk up and down the streets with a trash bag on Sunday mornings, I didn't have any church to pastor, so just filling trash bags full of all the beer bottles and all the stuff that the debris was left over from the night before, like oftentimes, different times through the week, would walk all the way from, the, the, from like, the, uh, like the Ralph, all around the entire university, would walk around just praying, God, Lord, help us. Lord, we really want to reach this, 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 this demographic. God, how is this going to happen? I don't know how this is going to happen. We don't have a building. We don't have any money. And just to think, and this is not me in any way. The point of this illustration is simply to say, how could this be? And to have business people that will say, like, how is it that you have this Ember coffee shop and like 18,000 some square feet on the corner of the heart of Grand Forks? Right now that Grand Forks is going through an incredible, like, just thrust on downtown, a well, well over $100 million right now are being put into downtown and development in businesses. And how is it that, Grand, that, that Freedom Church, nothing to, to, to me in any way, but how is it Freedom Church can have like the key location and the key intersection? Can I tell you something? How can that be? I'll tell you how it is. Because the power of the Holy Spirit just says, I've got something I can want to do in you and I can do more through your yieldedness than just through anything else. And if you'll simply just yield yourself to me, I will do something because I'm the God of the wonderful. I'm the God of the miraculous. I'm the God of healing. I can do more. I can do more. And so today there is hope today. There is hope wherever you are today as you're sitting on the couch in your jammies and sipping some coffee. Can I tell you something? You may be discouraged, but I want you to know there's hope today. Because the hope of Christmas is the hope of the supernatural. We are believing God to do miracles that could not be done amongst, in our own power or in our own ability. We are believing God to do those things that no person could ever do. That's the purpose. That's why hope is born within us. And so, Father, today I thank you, God. Lord, we want to lean in to all that you have for us in the area of the supernatural, God, to embrace you, God. Your name is wonderful. Your name is healing.
And so, Father, we just embrace you. God, forgive us for faithlessness. Forgive us for moments and times of doubt or uncertainty. God, we embrace you. God, we take hold of who you are, the God of the supernatural, to know that you will do exceedingly and abundantly above and beyond all we could ever ask or think in Jesus' name, oh God. There is hope today for everyone. There is hope for us today. We thank you so much, oh God. We bless you today. We bless your name in the name of Jesus. We bless you today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let's just take a moment. If we can just do this before we sing this song. We're going to wrap up with a song today. If we could take a moment just to, as we're here in, in, this, in this sanctuary, just to bow our heads. If you're at home sitting at a, at a, maybe at a table, maybe you're sitting on the couch or an easy chair, I want you just to take a moment of, of, of reflection What's God speaking to you? What area in your life, like, have you done all that you can do only to find out that you've just fallen short and just like, you can't make, this not going to happen? Direction, healing of a relationship, finances, healing of your body, healing from an addiction, Lord, freedom from an addiction, whatever it may be, freedom over some type of anger or maybe some negative emotion that has just paralyzed you. Maybe your tongue is just, just is so easily runs off and brings hurt to husbands or to your wife or to children. Like, what, how's, how can I stop this? I'll tell you how. It's because of the power of the Holy Spirit as we open up our hearts will overshadow you. Because the God of wonder was born at Christmas. This Christmas Day, and there's a season of hope that's in front of you today. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, oh God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Let's stand together, can we? Let's all stand together. Can we sing that song again, Hope for Everyone? That was such a great song. Let's, let's, let's sing this chorus together. Thank you, God. the 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. I want us just, if we could just take a moment again, just to bow our heads. And how many would just say, man, I, I, I'm kind of struggling. I need, I need some hope in my life. Maybe you're at home, but or here you just say, I, that, that's me. Thank you. Thank you, different people. Let's pray together. Father, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, God, I just pray. I know that the enemy, Lord, wants to come and to undermine hope. He wants to come and, Lord, just to, 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 to make himself appear so big and the problems unsurmountable, God, that, that it's just like, how can this be? But, Father, I just think of the angel's words to Mary. But, Mary, nothing's impossible for God. Nothing's impossible for God. Not one thing is impossible. So, God, I pray today that you would ignite hope within our hearts today. Lord, ignite faith in the name of Jesus Christ for all that you are and all that you've done. Lord, I'm so thankful for the hope that we have, the hope of healing, Lord, the hope of just the supernatural, the hope of freedom and deliverance, oh God, the hope of provision, oh God. We could go on and on, but Father, thank you so much for that today.
in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. And just with the heads bowed, if you're here today or maybe listening and you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, and I want to encourage you to do that. It's something that's so basic. You don't have to work for it. You don't have to earn it. God takes us right where we are at. And from the place where we're at, when we say yes to him, when we say yes to Jesus, from there he takes us and he begins to work in our hearts and in our lives. And so if that's you, you can pray a very simple prayer of just, God, forgive me for my sin. Make me a brand new person. I give all that I am to you. I want to live for you in Jesus' name. I want us just to sing this last two things and we're going to wrap up. I'd like if maybe the altar team, if, if, if you are part of the altar team, if you would just come and stand at the front here today. And then let's just sing this, this, that bridge part. This, there's hope for everyone. Uh, and then in doing that, if you'd like someone to pray with you today, you'd like someone to pray, we have people who would love to pray with you today and to just help to, to, to encourage you and to bring hope into your heart and your life. We'd love just to pray with you uh, this day. Let's, let's, let's sing that part. Amen. We are waiting on the promise For the one who lights the darkness Jesus Bending low to be among us Bring your glory in the highest Jesus Thank you for being with us today, Lord. I ask that you would protect us today and, and Lord, for the remainder of this weekend and, and our activities. Lord, I just pray that this week, Lord, that, that hope would just arise within us, Lord, for whatever the impossible situations that we may be facing, God. 
Father, may we lift up our eyes and be people that walk by faith and not by our physical sight. Father, may faith just, may you build our faith in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray a blessing upon each person here, each person that's listening today. So, Father, be blessed. We love you today now. We bless you in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to this week's message. To stay connected with us, visit us on our website or check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Hello Freedom Church. Have a great week.